This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio, the Reggae Monday version of Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. In 10 minutes, going to do a little NFL who's been. And I can guarantee you, A, it's going to affect one of your teams, and B, you're not going to like it. That comes to an in about 10 minutes, a little NFL who's been as we end the NFL when it comes to regular season weekend with tonight's game. Massive game involving a, t- a rematch of the Super Bowl from last year. Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. That game in Kansas City at 8.15 Eastern time on ABC and ESPN. And Jalen Hurts, he doesn't make too much of a big deal about it, but... Obviously, he's playing for a really good team in the in this league, and um, he leads his team very well, um, and they have a, they've always had a great, great thing going. Um, just the level of consistency that they've been able to play, and not only play, but win. Um, and so, he's always done a great job, everything that he's been able to do over his career. Um, have a lot of respect for that, and, um, you know, it'll be a, be a battle. The words of Jalen Hurts, Eagles quarterback, talking about his man on the other side, Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City, and so many questions I can't wait to see. Not answered in one game, but how they've been able to figure out those questions. When it comes to Eagles, and you made a point of mentioning, Titans, Titans have wore that secondary out so far this year. They've had a hard time covering tight ends. On the other side of Kansas City, their wide receivers, they've had their moments. Most of them, eh, they're needing a big moment or moments tonight from that crew to reduce any kind of pressure, not just on Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback, but Travis Kelsey who plays that tight end position. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out who is it going to be, right? Is it going to be one of these running backs coming out of the backfield receiving the football? Or is it going to be Rasheed Rice? Or is it going to be Sky Moore? Is it going to be Kadarius Tony? One of these guys have to step up and be the secondary answer to Travis Kelsey. Right. It can't just be Travis Kelsey all game. One of these other guys, Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantley, he's the veteran in the room. Are you going to be able to make a big play tonight that helps this offense push the ball downfield right. and can you get into the end zone as well? So Harry's got the Eagles winning tonight because their upcoming schedule is going to be a mother. I got the Chiefs winning tonight because they win this game. It's good for the psyche and it sends a serious message to everybody else and still a loaded but kind of weakened AFC as this season has gone along. What say you at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six? Be heard in the Dr Pepper call in line like Trucker J. Trucker J. Who do you got tonight between the Eagles and Chiefs and why? First off, I want to say there's no better combination than the two of you on sports radio, hands down the best. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much, Harry. It's nice Uh-oh. to reminisce, but what happens between you and the wall? Days between you and the wall. <laughs> Chuck and Jay for the win. <laughs> so, I'm going to say this. Um, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'd love to see the Eagles get beat up. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs. One, because Patrick Mahomes don't want to hear that mess about is Jalen Hurts catching him? Is he going to win the MVP soon? And all that mess that went on. He played good in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is like, you coming in my backyard, I'm going to show you how to get down. Yeah, and I'm going to say this about Patrick Mahomes. Man, he's in a class of his own. right? You're talking about a guy in his first five years, five uh, 
AFC Championship games that mm-hmm. he was able to host, two Super Bowl wins, three Super Bowl appearances, two regular season MVPs. He he's the upper echelon of not just football right now, but I I, I say when you talk about football all time, and right. I think the only person that's above him right now, in, in my opinion, okay. is Tom Brady. Okay. Really? Well, I've seen a little bit more football than you. I know where you're coming from with that. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but at the rate he's going, that won't be a far-fetched conversation. I'm with you on that one. He True. keeps stacking stuff up like this. And being, you know, he's just like Tom Brady in this respect. There are plenty of kids out there that want to play quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. And that's no disrespect to anybody else. Yep. But he has become that Steph Curry of the International Football League. You can go to plenty of places that Kansas City plays. Even in Las Vegas, Raiders fans are. Mahomes jerseys everywhere. And granted, they've taken their life in their own hands by wearing those kind of jerseys in Las Vegas <laughs> with those Raiders fans. But, you know, put them up a shut up as far as that goes. But he keeps stacking stuff like this and being held to that gold standard and living up to that gold standard. That is not going to be a far-fetched conversation, maybe even sooner than later when it comes to that Mahomes-Brady conversation. Mike in Florida, who you got winning tonight's Monday night game between the Eagles and Chiefs in Kansas City and why? What's going on, gentlemen? Going uh, on? Even though the secondary is wounded, I'm going with my Eagles tonight to go ahead and pull off the upset. Big brother wants to shut little brother down. That's not a Super Bowl game. However, it should still be close. And before uh, y'all disconnect from me, uh, just uh, for FSU fans, uh, pray for Jordan Travis. Thank you, guys, and I love what you guys are doing. Oh, number one, we're never disconnected because we're always family here. You're always welcome to call yep. back anytime. Number two, I'm glad you said that because – for those who did not see that over the weekend, Florida State able to beat North Alabama 58-13. to And Jordan Travis, nothing but love for that young man, suffering that horrific leg injury in his final home game at Doak Walker slash Bobby Bowden Field at, on the campus of Florida State. We talk about people who have been really good for college football on off the football field. Jordan Travis is one of those guys that you look back, you're going to look back and say, man, I'm glad he was able to stick with it because it could have been very easy for him to give it up on Florida State. And Florida State never gave up on him, and he returned that favor both on and off the football field when it comes to Jordan Travis. Freddie, when I seen the injury, it really hurt my heart. And we're talking about, you know, the university I went to, Louisville, going against the university that my brother went to, Florida State, and all that went out of the door for me. Yeah, You know, being a former athlete, man, you never want to see any of the guys that's within your brotherhood go down, get hurt, have an injury of the magnitude that we've seen Jordan Travis have. He's a guy that started his career at the University of Louisville, right? So a lot of people in Louisville still have a immensely a, a, a tremendous love for him, not just as a quarterback, but as a person. Right. And seeing that injury, man, it was devastating. I tweeted immediately, man, everyone pray for Jordan Travis. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see him in good spirits yeah. and, and being in handling, in handling things the way he is because it also speaks volume of the kind of person that he is the character that he has is it and that's why i don't like people calling these athletes football players or baseball players they are men that happen to play the game of football because there are many more attributes to these young men and women's lives it well said joe in new jersey thanks for calling us on freddie and harry and espn radio on the dr pepper call in line at triple eight say espn we got kansas city hosting the eagles tonight joe who do you have and why Fellas, 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 three quick points. I got the Eagles. I'm not an Eagle fan. I'm I'm definitely not a Chiefs fan, but <laughs> I think tonight the fact that the Chiefs did not really replace and get better wide receivers, I think they get exposed there. I think the Eagles are going to be able to run on them. I definitely think they'll be able to throw on them. 
I just think this is this is their game. It seems like this is their year. As you mentioned, they keep winning games in a million different ways. And I get that as long as the Chiefs have 15 back there, anything is possible. But Kelsey's going to get his. He usually does. I just don't think they have any place else to go. You're right. And that's why I want to see exactly how the Chiefs were able to try to figure that out during the bye week. When you got Andy Reid, that mad scientist, a lot of stuff that he can do is not so much about X's and O's, but I guarantee you he got next to the Jimmy, Jim, Jimmys and Joes part of the wide receiver group. Like, look, we know what you guys can do, but when are you going to believe it? When are you going to understand exactly that you guys can go out there and make plays? Don't worry about putting pressure on yourself. Just go out and play. Just go out and make plays. Have fun, man. Yeah, the game you've been right. playing since you was a kid. Absolutely. You, you, know, you know why you're here. Yep. We, if we didn't believe in you, you wouldn't be here. But if you don't have that belief in yourself, you're not just holding you back. You're holding us back. And you guys are way too talented. You have enough talent, part of this group, to be playing a lot better than you have shown so far for the Kansas City Chiefs. No, I, I agree with you. And it's the, it's the confidence, I think, that Andy Reid is able to instill it within his players as well, right? And, and we've seen that over the years. Kadarius Tony, right? He dropped a lot of balls on opening night. But – Andy Reid still had confidence in, mm-hmm. in that young man. He still, you know, spoke highly of him. And, and that's the thing of beauty when you have a coach that's able to instill that confidence in you, even when you're not doing your best or playing your best. No doubt about that. One last one from Kelvin in Memphis. Thanks for calling us tonight here on Freddie and Harry. Chiefs hosting, hosting Philadelphia tonight in Kansas City. Excuse me. Who do you got winning this game tonight and why? Okay, appreciate it, guys. Hey, I'm a Cowboy fan, so you know who I'm going for. My homies, baby. <laughs> and also, and listen, listen, let me tell you this. You you went to break. You said, is Dallas considered to be in the, in the conversation to challenge? Mm-hmm. First of all, you know our statement. We all go, we're going to win next year. But we, I think we might have corrected the ship. Looks like my boy's got Dak letting him loose. We're using his wheels. We still got to figure out Pollard. I live here in Memphis. I saw Pollard play in uh, college. We, uh, he's more of a scat back out of the mm-hmm. field. We're not using him right. We need a bigger back. But, you know, I'm, I'm wishing Pollard good luck. And, hey, one last thing. I, ne- I always tell my wife, I'm never going to redo those vows. But I promise you, man, Freddie, if you could come sing for me, I'm, le- I'm, I'm going to redo them, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think Harry's more of the singer than I am. I'll be like the background singer to Harry as far as that goes. I'll let Harry do the lead vocalizing. I'll just be back and let Harry do his thing. How about we do that <laughs> as far as that goes? Harry Douglas and Freddie going together. Thanks for joining us. And Freddie and Harry, by the way, this Monday Night Football preview brought to you by Progressive. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable, so get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. So bundle and save at Progressive.com. If you did not get through on the phone, you can always weigh in at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Also, hit us up on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and H Douglas eighty three. Who you got winning tonight's Monday night football game? You can catch it at eight fifteen Eastern time on ESPN and ABC. The Manning cast will have everything going on with Peyton and Eli on ESPN two. Kansas City on one side hosting the Philadelphia Eagles on the other side. Harry has the Philadelphia Eagles. He believes that they're going to win because that schedule coming up is going to be a bear. I got Kansas City winning it because their psyche needs it and they can send a message to the rest of the AFC. Let us know about you. Hit us on social media at Coleman ESPN and at HDogs83 who you got winning tonight's game between the Eagles and the Chiefs. So we bring in Shannon Penn, our producer. We're going to do a little NFL who's been or who's this. 
this past week it was show me something weekend. And now we can kind of move it forward in terms of contrasting one or the other. They could be the same team, could be the same division, could be the same conference or not. It's time for a little who's been NFL style. As Shanna Penn, the floor is yours. Right, and I want to say one thing, too. We mentioned earlier that about Harry holding up the wall. Apparently he was holding up that wall too much. Knocked out his internet. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> oh, get, really? we'll get Harry back here shortly. Uh, okay. yeah, that's what happens, man. When you play uh-huh. heads high, Mr. Vegas, man. Mm-hmm. Things happen. Yes. It goes down. But anywho, <laughs> let's do a little who's been with Freddie Cohen, all right? That sounds good. All right, who's been the better quarterback this season, Freddie? Dak Prescott or Brock Purdy? Wow. Right off the top rope, huh? <laughs> no easing into it. Don't hold the wall up. Don't Let's hold, go. Yeah, don't hold the wall up. Brock Purdy's been a little bit better than Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, the last three to four weeks, he's been terrific. I thought early on, especially in the red zone, that he was struggling. Brock Purdy, even when they had that three-game losing streak, he was able to put them in a position to win versus Cleveland. They missed the field goal. And the other two games, I thought Minnesota, along with the Cincinnati Bengals, took the identity away from San Francisco, meaning their defense. But he's been able to right that ship. I'm going to say that Doc Purdy has been a little bit better quarterback in San Francisco than Dak Prescott, the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Freddie, who saved who more this season? Russell Wilson saving Sean Payton or vice versa? Oh, Russell Wilson has saved Sean Payton. Sean Payton won't want to admit it. But Russell Wilson was his whipping man for anything that was going wrong. Offense not in rhythm, Russell, is your fault. Defense not stopping people, Russell, is your fault. Everybody not being on the same page, Russell, stop kissing babies. It's your fault. But then Russell Wilson, that Thursday night game when they lost to Kansas City, 19-8, and Sean Payton was just, Russell Wilson turned around and said, I'm had enough about this. Either we work together or you're going to have to find another quarterback. I'm not saying that's what he said, but that tone was very direct to say, you need to back up off of me. I know I'm not the main problem here. From that point on, they've been a different team. Their relationship has been better and different, and it's worked out. If anything, by the way Russell Wilson has played ever since that night, he has saved Sean Payton more than Sean Payton has saved Russell Wilson. All right, Freddie, who's been worse between these two, quarter- these two head coaches, Eberflus in Chicago or Staley in Los Angeles? I'm going to say it's Brandon Staley in Los Angeles, and here's why. Coming into this season, coming into this job, he always talked about as a defensive guy, and yet the defense hasn't played well, and so he has the nerve to react like this when people called an account saying, hey, you're calling the plays, and your defense and your defensive guy it has not been up to snuff. You guys act like we've never played good defense. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. You act like we haven't made any improvements today. There were a lot of other things that caused us to lose today. It certainly wasn't our defense. It was the way we played as a team. Okay, We did this as a team. Stop making it about one unit because that's not what happened out there today. Our team lost, and I am fully responsible for it, and I take full responsibility. But we lost as a team today, and that's the storyline. And like I've told you from the beginning, I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller, in the way that we teach, in the way that we scheme. Full confidence in that. we got to bring this group together and do it consistently, okay? And that's where it's at. You can stop asking that question. I'm going to be calling the defenses, okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. That's all well and good, but you have too much talent on both sides of the football. But I'm going to say the defensive side of the football. You brought as a defensive guy... And your team can't play any defense. It's like going to a dentist who has bad teeth. That's what you are, Brandon Staley, when it comes to that. You're supposed to be a defensive guy, and yet your defense is awful. So you can put on the whole team, but dude, you are wasting that talent on both sides of the football as a head coach. Matt Eberflus had to really start from scratch, and he hasn't been good. But Brandon Staley, you're a defensive guy. 
and you can't play defense, that's a bad combination. He's been worse in Los Angeles than Iberflus has been with Chicago. All right, who's been a better coach for his quarterbacks? Kevin Stefanski with the Browns or Kevin O'Connell with the Vikings? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to say it's Kevin Stefanski with the Cleveland Browns because he was able to massage Deshaun Watson a little bit even though Deshaun Watson was nowhere near the, the 70% of Deshaun Watson that they needed before he had that injury. P.J. Walker's been able to manage him a little bit. Now he's trying to do the same with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I give Kevin O'Connell a lot of credit with the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins was playing at an elite level this year. And now Joshua Dobbs steps in. He's done a great job coaching him. But Kevin Stefanski has to deal with three quarterbacks who have been, wow, those are the guys we got to go with. And so far, so good with that defense. I'm going to say that Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland has been a little bit better coach with his quarterbacks than that Kevin O'Connell when it comes to the Minnesota Vikings. All right, who's been more of a disappointing playoff contender this season, Freddie? Mm. The Buffalo Bills mm. or the Los Angeles Chargers? Back to the Chargers. Like, I know. The Chargers yeah. today. Well, I'll give the Chargers a break this time, right? It's been the Buffalo Bills. And, yeah, they've had those kind of injuries after they started the season three and run. They lost Matt Milano, who was playing at a terrific level at a linebacker position. Tredavious White, who was a shutdown corner in the National Football League. But I thought they would be a little bit better offsetting those losses. And it goes back to the offense. And that's why they made that decision that Ken Dorsey was not supposed to be the guy, not going to be the guy anymore. That's why Joe Brady's not the offensive coordinator. There's still an enormous amount of talent on both sides of the football, but especially offensively for the Buffalo Bills. The fact that they've looked like this so far, a team that you wonder, okay, how are you guys going to be able to make sure that window doesn't slam shut when it comes to being a championship team? I knew the Chargers weren't going to be as good as they were last year. I thought the Bills would be right back in on that axis of them, Cincinnati, and Kansas City. Haven't seen it. They've been a more disappointing playoff contender from last season compared to the Los Angeles Chargers. All right, who's more of a threat? Who's been more of a threat or who will be more of a threat? Mm-hmm. A lot of threats here. A lot of the threats Kansas here. City Chiefs yeah, you, you in the AFC. You ruffian you. That's a little aggressive right, there. Right, here we yeah. go. More of a threat to the Chiefs yeah. in the AFC, the Ravens or the Dolphins? Yeah, most people are we say back? That. Are we back loving the Dolphins now, Freddie? Are we back? Yeah, I did love the Dolphins to begin with. I think that's maybe more of the question. I'm going to say still Baltimore, but Miami is closer than you think because they're getting guys back like Jalen Ramsey. He's going to help that secondary. Now you got two corners that can really plash the wide receivers. He had two interceptions yesterday as they beat the Las Vegas Raiders. But the Baltimore defense is still going to be terrific. They're still going to get after the quarterback. That running game is going to be terrific. Gus Edwards and company. They don't have that dominant guy, but now you got three guys that can run the football between Keaton, Edwards, and your quarterback. And I think that offense will continue to get better. They keep scoring 30 points a game. They're really not the snuff yet. So I think that team's more of a threat. When it comes to Baltimore and Miami, I want to see Miami at least beat a team that has shown the ability to fight back and beat them up. I've seen Baltimore been able to do that, and they've given away three games. I'll take the Ravens as more of a warning and a promise than the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins, by the way, they get the Jets twice in the next four weeks. Oh, my. That doesn't make them a threat to Kansas City. It's just two games they're going to win. I'm just pointing that out. I'm sorry. I'm just pointing that out. That's just two games they're going to win going away. But any Jets fans say, I'd rather have a team lose without Zach Wilson than try to win with Zach Wilson. All right, last one, Freddie. Who's been more responsible for the Steelers' offensive struggles this year? Kenny Pickett or Matt Canada? Yes. <laughs> it's been both of them. I'm going to say it's I'm going to say it's Kenny Pickett. As much grief as Matt Canada has taken as offensive coordinator, and full disclosure, yeah, he should. But Kenny Pickett should be a lot further along after a promising rookie season. 
and he has better targets in his second year than he did his rookie season. So what's going on? Is he injured and nobody's talking about it? Herm Edwards even said it best. Has he lost any confidence as an NFL, NFL analyst, ESPN NFL analyst when he joins about an hour and a half ago? Whatever it is, I know what it has not been. I know what it ain't when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers and that offense. So it's easy to blame Matt Cannon for calling the plays. But Kenny Pickett should be a lot better than what we've seen so far in year two, especially when this offense has better weapons in year two than he had in year one. I think he's been more responsible for the offensive struggles of the Pittsburgh Steelers more than the offensive coordinator, who every time I watch college game, there are plenty of fire Canada signs all over the place. That Steelers nation goes everywhere and not just following their Pittsburgh Steelers. Appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. And speaking of being done, Matt Canada's not done with the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive coordinator. But could Zach Wilson finally be done as quarterback and maybe as a team member of the New York Jets? We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on this Reggae Monday known as Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And I always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Don't forget, Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. So bundle and save at Progressive.com. We've heard this before from the New York Jets, or at least We've heard this before from Jets fans regarding Zach Wilson at the quarterback position and when is that nightmare going to be over? Well, in case you missed it, the Jets announced today that not only is he not going to start on Friday when they take on the Miami Dolphins, Tim Boyle gets to start. He's been redu- he's been reduced to being the third-string quarterback as Trevor Simeon jumps ahead of him. Robert Sala, Jets head coach, had to talk about Zach Wilson's future and why now to make this decision to bench Zach Wilson again. What is Zach's future with this team? Uh, we'll deal with it in the offseason, guys. Um, right now, it's just it's really about Miami. Decision to go with Tim Boyle this week. You know, just to give him an opportunity, a different style of quarterback. So really, it's just to give him an opportunity to see if we can do something with the offense. What will the uh, status of Zach be this week, Robert? Is Trevor going to be the backup? Is Zach going to be the backup? All three will be up on game day. Trevor will be the immediate backup. Something jumped out to me, Harry. The first part, we'll deal with this in the offseason when he was asked about Zach Wilson's future and then not even making a mention in terms of him getting back on the football field this year by saying, hey, Trevor Simeon's the backup, Tim Boyle's the starter, and those are the two names he mentioned that was so prevalent more than anything about Zach Wilson this year or if there's going to be another year with the Jets having him on this football team. 
And I think that's because Zach Wilson has had every opportunity to showcase what he's able to do at the quarterback position. Talk about his first year going out there and showcasing what he can do. Didn't do a great job. Second year, didn't do a great job. Got benched and Mike White came in. Now the third year, you were planning on this young man sitting behind Aaron Rodgers and learning the entire year. But then Aaron Rodgers gets hurt four plays into the season. And now he has to be thrusted back into the starting lineup. And he hasn't been magical. He hasn't been the number two pick that they hoped he would be when they drafted him in that spot a few years ago. So he's had every opportunity to get a chance to go out there and show that, hey, you know what? I can be the guy of the future. I can be the guy when Aaron Rodgers, when it's all said and done, Mm -hmm. that can lead this football team. That's not the case right now. And I think Robert Sala was in a position to where he don't have time to be worrying about any feelings and all that stuff when it comes to Zach Wilson, right? Or Zach Wilson next season. Robert Sala's trying to make sure this football team can stay in playoff contention and they win and and beat the Miami Dolphins on Friday. Right. So he doesn't have time to be worried about Zach Wilson, but it also shows you that he doesn't plan on putting Zach Wilson back into the game this season unless some craziness actually happens to the first two quarterbacks that are now one and two on the depth chart for the New York Jets. With the New York Jets, anything is possible. Anything can be real as far as that goes. I'll give you a prime example of what I'm talking about. Look at the quarterbacks that are taken in that draft class when Zach Wilson was drafted. You know the only one that's produced is Trevor Lawrence at number one. Mm. Let me give you the rest of the guys. Zach Wilson, number two by the New York Jets, about the washout. Trey Lance, number three to San Francisco 49ers, washed out. They traded him. Justin Fields at number 11 to Chicago Bears. He's not going to be the Bears next year. They're going to draft the quarterback. Mac Jones at number 15 by the Patriots. Wow. That's going to be a washout. Kyle Trask at number 64 to the Buccaneers, washout. Kellen Mond, number 63 to the Vikings, washout. Davis Mills, number 67 to the Texans, washout. Ian Book, number 133 to the Saints, washout. Sam Ellinger, 218 to the Colts, washout. That's how bad that draft class was when it comes to quarterbacks, that the only one that succeeded was Trevor Lawrence. And if anything, you root for a guy like Trevor Lawrence to succeed after what he dealt with with Urban Meyer and that whole hot mess that happened in Jacksonville. There's certain guys I root for to succeed, He's one of them when it comes to Trevor Lawrence dealing with that guy who was a ter- terrible coach in the NFL and a worse person when it comes to Urban Meyer. Now, Zach Wilson, to be completely fair, the Jets did not do him any favors by drafting him that high and failing Zach Wilson by putting him into a position that unless he was going to be the second coming of Tom Brady, he was not going to be able to win. But Zach Wilson also has not helped himself by he is not talented enough to be a starting quarterback, at least not for the New York Jets. Maybe he pulls, like Herm was mentioned when he was with us about an hour and a half ago, Harry. Maybe he pulls a Geno Smith. Herm said, everybody needs to just separate themselves. You go to court, all right, you take that dog, I'll take this dog. You take that car, I'll take that car. You get the house in the summer, I get the house in the winter. Sign these papers, we're officially divorced, we can go find somebody else to be with. That's what the Jets and Zach Wilson need to do. But the Jets, honestly, have not done him any favors. But let's be honest, Zach Wilson has not done himself any favors either by not being the quarterback, by being overdrafted with the second pick in the draft in 2021 by the New York Jets. I don't think it could have been said any better, Freddie. I think it, it, it's, it's some damage done on both sides, right? Zach Wilson as an individual, man, you have to go out there and compete and show that you're worthy of that number two overall pick. If you're the New York Jets and that organization, you failed them in a lot of ways, right? Trying to um, 
how can I say this? Elevate him and put him in the right positions to be successful. Right. So I think it's it's it, it's some it's some it's some bad stuff on both sides. But I also have seen this happen right through through my years playing in the NFL. You may have a person that is nothing over here on this team, but someone else's treasure. I've seen guys, and I'll say this: Ricardo Allen, who's now one of the special team coaches for the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I played with him and. The, the coaching staff that drafted him, we had him on practice squad. Dan Gwynn gets the head coaching job, and Ricardo Allen is a starting safe thing and playing meaningful football the very next year for Dan Quinn and company, right? So mm-hmm. it shows you a new coaching staff or a, a new scenery, new place of scenery. Everything could change what you, what you want it to be. But I think for Zach Wilson, it, it's finding his niche, right, and, and yeah. understanding a lot of different things about this game. This NFL game, I've learned, Freddie, it, it 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 can bring you great things, but it can also humble you as well. Just just as fast as as fast as it brings you the, the the riches to it. Great stuff by Harry Douglas joining me, Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I'm glad you mentioned in terms of whatever coaching staff going forward, not in New York, will be able to find that in Zach Wilson because I want to find the one thing that you can use for him and to say that's what he can do well. And we can add to it. Any player that has a chance to either want to be special or is special in the NFL, there's that one particular thing that you say, yep, that's his superpower. And we can work with that. Patrick Mahomes, the, his ability to throw the football and make any kind of throw. Kansas City said, boy, then, woo-wee, that's seductive. Then you got, got Andy Reid said, oh, my goodness, he can read defenses really, really well. Oh, he can make plays outside the pocket. Oh, he can spread that ball around. They were able to take one thing he did and extrapolate it further and further and further past his abilities. I don't see that from Zach Wilson. Then again, I mentioned all those other quarterbacks. Other than Trevor Lawrence, I don't see it either. I don't that see it might, Justin that might go down as one of the worst drafted quarterback classes all time in NFL history. Possibly, because you look at all those guys, there's not one thing you look at and you say, yep, that's NFL enough where if you, if you bring it to an extreme, they can be a terrific quarterback. Finding in Trey Lance. Nope. Justin Fields. Nope. Mac Jones. Nope. Kyle Trask. Nope. Kellen Mond. Nope. Davis Mills. Nope. Ian Book. Nope. Sam Ellinger. Nope. Zach Wilson. Nope. Usually there's always a draft class where a quarterback has one particular thing that if he's able to harness it and make it better or a coaching staff can bring it out of him, then you can have success. For example, look at Geno Smith. He needed new scenery. He wasn't yep. coached probably the Jets. Then he became a scapegoat to get rid of Eli Manning that Ben, I don't call him McAdoo when he was the coach. I call him McAdoon. They decided to sit Eli Manning and put, <laughs> and put him in that position. That was a no win. He they put him in a see, bad situation. A bad situation. But he goes to Seattle and they said, what can he do best? Oh, he can make plays out of pocket with his legs. Got a really strong arm. Our offense kind of fits him. And it was his time. And they said, we want to move on from Russell Wilson. Geno Smith has been a productive quarterback before injuries have hit him this year. I can't name one thing on the list of quarterbacks I mentioned where you say, if he goes somewhere else and the coaches that can bring that out of him, it's going to be a lot better for him there than it was by the team that drafted him. Well, I will say this. Like, the Justin Fields piece of it, I still think Justin Fields has a ton of potential when it comes to the quarterback position. I hope so. Um, I, I, I think he needs to be with an offensive-minded guy that can utilize him in the proper way and also teach and guide him. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at the man's athleticism, man, you can't, you can't turn your head when it comes to that. And it jumps off at the page. I just think he got caught in a situation where he had a defensive-minded head coach and offensive coaches that didn't want to utilize him on top of That's fair. not – 
that didn't teach I, I didn't teach him the way that I feel like he should have been taught okay. by an offensive minded guy, a guy that's had success in this league and understands what it looks like. Okay, that's fair when it comes to Justin Fields. So I'll give him a little bit more leeway because believe if I had my way, the Jets would have drafted <laughs> him when they passed yep. on him with the second pick. I said, Psh. I mean, I'll take. Do you don't think Mac Jones wishes he's in New York right now? He'd have oh, been of course far better for that football team than Zach Wilson. But then again, who knows? But well, I would say this too, though. Like, we, we've seen some horrific Mac Jones as well. Yeah, about to lose his job. They yeah. said it's going to be based on practice. Who's going to start for the Patriots this weekend? Not a game. We're talking about practice, man, between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, who's going to be quarterback in New England going forward. Well, I'll tell you this. They, they could have just kept Malik Cunningham and gave Malik Cunningham out of Louisville an opportunity if they're going to end up in the spot that they're in right now. Absolutely. Either way, that's the star-crossed draft class of 2021, not named Trevor Lawrence at the quarterback position. He's the only one that's been able to succeed. The others, yuck and poo. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Cohen together on Freddie and Harry. We got questions and answers about tonight's Monday night game in Kansas City involving the Chiefs and Eagles. And in other news, this is the worst airplane crew ever. And they'd be the kind of crew that you would want to hang out with. That's next on Freddie and Harry. And this is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. On this Freddie and Harry edition of Reggae Monday, he is Harry Douglas. I am Freddie Coleman. appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Always, always hit us up on Twitter anytime you want at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83. We got a massive game tonight, part of Monday Night Football in Kansas City as the Chiefs host the Philadelphia Eagles. Before we tell you who's going to win and who's going to lose, we got to get to this. Got some questions I want answers. NFL questions and answers. Oh, baby, give me everything you got. With Freddie and Harry. Hi, Harry. What do you know? What do you want to see with the Eagles on the road in Kansas City taking on the Chiefs 8:15 Eastern Time on ESPN and also on ABC? Freddie, what we know about both of these teams, right? Uh, they have been the staple of the National Football League in the AFC and the NFC. That's been the same MO this season, right? That, that's what we seen last year. That's why both of them made the Super Bowl. Now, what I want to see in this matchup, I want to see the wide receivers of the Kansas City Chiefs. Are they going to be able to step up and make plays? I also want to see, can the secondary of the Philadelphia Eagles, can they step up and make plays? Get what I was going right there? The, the, the Kansas City Chiefs their wide receivers haven't been the bright spot of their offense when you look at the defense of the Philadelphia Eagles the secondary haven't hasn't been the the bright spot of their defense so who is going to win out in that matchup is it going to be the secondary of Philadelphia is it going to be the wide receivers skill position players of the Kansas City Chiefs that's what I want to see yeah here's what I know and I'm with you in terms of both of these quarterbacks I believe are going to play well whatever struggles that Jalen Hurts has had with his left knee Whatever struggles Patrick Mahomes has had trying to find that continuity and fluidity with his wide receivers, even against both of those defenses, even against both of those pass-rushing defenses, both quarterbacks are going to make plays. That's what I know. Here's what I want to see. What adjustments did Andy Reid make to make his wide receivers comfortable? That's what I want to see. 
as good of an offensive mind that the NFL maybe has ever seen. And that's saying something when you've had a league that's had Bill Walsh and what they did with the West Coast offense. And even before they were Paul Brown really bringing a modern football to the National Football League. Tom Landry with the Dallas Cowboys. Joe Gibbs with the then Washington Redskins. Andy Reid has been as creative of an offensive mind as we've seen maybe in the history of the National Football League. That creativity is going to have to show tonight for those wide receivers. They have been on the struggle bus, and every time they try to get off and go home, the bus says, nope, we got to go around the block once again for you to stay here. What can he do to make sure that any kind of struggle that they may have going forward is not going to set them back as much as we've seen, which is set this offense back as much as we've seen and have not been used to seeing with the Kansas City Chiefs? He is Harry Dalton, Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. All right, who you got tonight for those who didn't hear? Who wins tonight? I'm going Eagles? with the Philadelphia Eagles. I think Jalen Hurts and that run game of the Philadelphia Eagles, they're going to be able to control the clock, take possessions away from Patrick Mahomes and the All Kansas right. City Chiefs. Okay. Also, like the wide receivers of Devontae Smith mm. and A.J. Brown mm. matched up versus this secondary of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, they've been playing well, but that's one matchup I'm really looking forward to. Right, Brother Dead? I really, really like that matchup. Well, they weren't too bad against the Kansas City Chiefs, meaning the Kansas City Chiefs secondary against the Miami Dolphins secondary, secondary excuse me, but A.J. Brown, some people are different. He different, different. <laughs> the way he can yep. take over a football game, and he loves – being a part of this challenge, and it is going to be a challenge against that Kansas City Chiefs secondary, so I like that pick. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. Like I mentioned, Andy Reid will figure out a way, and he has a quarterback that's going to help him figure out that way to make sure that Travis Kelsey, when double coverage happens, and it better for the Philadelphia Eagles, they have a way of making sure of lessening that. We've seen in previous years, guys have been able to step a wide receiver or the running game. We'll see if that's going to happen tonight. I think it will. And also, I believe that Patrick Mahomes does not want Jalen Hurts to come into his building and say, I'm getting my revenge in your house, at your kitchen table, kicking over your plants, knocking over your roses, taking your turkey out of the oven. Oh, Patrick Mahomes does not want anybody ruining his Thanksgiving, especially playing at home tonight on Monday Night Football. No, I will say this. If the Philadelphia Eagles come out defensively and they do not have a game plan for Travis Kelsey after having a bye week, I will be highly disappointed because you had two weeks to prepare for this kind of game plan. We'll see if it happens. Like we mentioned, 815 Eastern time tonight, Monday Night Football involving the Chiefs and the Eagles in Kansas City on ABC and also on ESPN. Each and every night about this time, we always give you a little something, something that could be sports related or not sports related, but you're always caught up because we like to call it. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. We got two pieces. Number one, Shannon Penn's got something to ask as part of In Other News, so Shannon hit it. Yeah, yeah. so yesterday I spent my NFL Sunday. My daughter started playing flag football this year. Shout All out right. to the Raiders. They won their playoff game. All right. So that's where I was yesterday, right? Uh-huh. So Shannon's new to this whole flag football thing. Okay. So when she started... They assigned her, they're playing for her team's the Raiders. They assigned her number 24. Okay. And I'm like, oh, 24, Raiders, Charles Woodson, that's what's up. She has switched, since been given the new number, number one. Am I wrong Ooh. for feeling some kind of way that she's number one now when she was looking dope as a DB wearing number 24 for the Raiders? Hell no. Like, Anybody just don't them. wear number one? Exactly. I she's, said the same she's thing. She's dope as number one. Are you kidding? Yeah. Gonna find number one spot. Only dogs get number one Thank in football, you. You man. better believe it. She's not, she's not dog and dog yet. Wearing yeah. number one? Come on. 
kind of helicopter parent are I'm you? Just, I'm just saying, though. I was like, I was oh. down to 24. I'm up here showing the pictures of Charles Woodson, the whole thing. I'm like, yeah. Man, see, this generation <laughs> don't care about Woodson. Come on now, man. Come on. Shame on you, Shannon. Complete, complete shame. Yeah. Speaking of shame, this is the worst airplane crew ever, but it'll be a hair airplane crew you want to hang out with. British Airway crew members allegedly indulged in a raucous night of drinking and drugs in Rio de Janeiro. Excuse me. Then they covered up by pretending they had been victims of various crimes. What? These three airline employees are accused of inventing an armed robbery that supposedly took place on September 5th, which was the first day of Freddie Harry, by the way, but no connections, please. And it left them too traumatized to work. It seems that once they had the investigation, after they were not scheduled to work the day after the fake armed robbery, they found out that these three, they had a late night in which they consumed drugs, alcohol, went to an abandoned gas station, close to the community in Rio. They continued their drug use, and now they're being investigated for falsely reporting a crime. Oh! What happened? It was in Brazil, you say, right? Uh, Yeah, they were English, but they were in Brazil. Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what went on down there. That was a different kind of carnival. Amber and Ian comes your way next. It's been <laughs> Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN radio. Take care. God bless. As always, keep cool. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.